You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. It's Tyson. Just wanted to say something really quickly before you hear the last anti-social show of the year. Uh, specifically of the year 2019. So speaking of 2019, on January 1st, I have a single dropping. And it's a collaboration with Corey Epps, who, as you might recall, appeared in a couple of our episodes earlier this year. He has an album coming out in early 2019 called Love and Liquor. It is L-U-V ampersand L-I-Q-U-O-R. And our collaboration is part of it. It's called Hope, which might sound familiar. I have a song called Hope from 2013. Well, it is that song as a different instrumental with Corey's vocals, which he wrote uh, actually um, some years back. So this is a project that's been in the works for quite a while. And it's finally coming to fruition and will be dropping January 1st, 2019 on Spotify iTunes or Apple Music, Amazon, Google Play, Deezer, Tidal, Napster, and YouTube. So that's exciting. And since you'll be hearing this at the end of the year, happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. And as always, thank you for listening. It really does mean a lot to us. Peace. Sorry about that, bro. Why? Sorry about what? If I seem like I'm off my A game, it's just because I've been up for like a thousand years. No, oh, you're doing fine. Well, actually, I don't know if it's to be an expecting dad, so it's probably a little trying, like, you know, trying to get like doctor appointments and some rest and all that other stuff, so. What? I'm sorry. No, I said, uh, you know, not that I know what it's like, but, you know, being an expecting awesome dad like you're going to oh. be, it's probably, you know. You know, no, it's fine. Um, I'm not. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's. I guess it's kind of a different headspace, but I'm. I'm not. Uh, it's not something that I'm nervous about. That's good. Um, I'm hoping to uh, uh, pop out a child soon myself. Hopefully. <laughs> well, um, I think they working act- on it. I think they have a. Um, there's some kind of like. I don't know what it's called, but like there's a reward, you know, but it's not really a reward. It's like, okay, so like the James Roundy Educational uh, Fund, Wrong. the guy who's the, uh, he, he's a magician who like exposes people who claim to have psychic powers. He's like a modern day Houdini in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and James Randy, he has this, if you can, if you can prove um, some kind of telekinetic or psychic powers in a, in a testable situation or scenario, there used to be like, I think it was like a $1 million prize or something. It might've started as 10,000 or I don't know, something like that. So there is something like that 
for the first man who can carry a child to term, basically. Ooh. I'm going to hop right on that because <laughs> I want that. I want a million dollars. Right. But it's just I know you didn't mean literally yourself having kids. Uh, yeah, right. I'm just saying. But like that, did, that made me think of that. <laughs> so. the, the, the overall experience. Um, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Junior. That was a great movie, I thought. Was it? I never, I've never seen it. I I, I, um, I saw the first one they did together. Thought it was great, and I just I just never got around to seeing Junior. I thought for to to me it was like um, like what would it be like for like a dude to be able like not that like I, I sit here and envision like myself getting pregnant or nothing like that, but it, it certainly opens up the. Like well, the, I mean, the scientific aspect of it, right? Sure. Let's say for example, let's say for example, you're in a committed relationship, right? Okay. Uh, well, I am. Well, you, obviously. Oh, well, you're saying um, like one if one is if somebody out there if, is right if if one is and married and everything like that. Sure, and, sure. Um, let's say like we're so far advanced into the future where, like, the woman decides like you know you know I want a child like you want a child but like I don't want to be the one to carry it. You know, like, like, what if, like, for example, like, there was an option for, like, a dude just, like, just to try it? Like, what would that be like? Sure, well, I'm not saying, like, I think about that. I certainly don't want to be pregnant. To have the that. option? Yeah, like, what That's if there was, like, a medically scientific, like, way to do it? Well, I think, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say I think there is, but I'm not sure that there actually is. Um, yeah, I'm not sure either. No. But, but it, it but, does raise a lot of questions. Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Like, what kind of questions would it raise? Uh, so... Like, um, there would probably be a, well, it would take a while, but I imagine there would eventually be sort of a cult of behavior around, around, um, men who, there'd be something that men could aspire to. suddenly, Suddenly it's not off the table. You know, it's like, it's not, you know, it's like, um, you know, if you're not born in the USA, you can never aspire to be president of the United States at this stage in our history. Being 2018, being November of 2018, uh, that is the current state if you're not born in. And it's what the what uh, the uh, Donald Trump's whole birther thing was about. Is he's trying to prove that Obama wasn't born in uh, in America uh, legally or whatever. Like then they theoretically shouldn't be president. You know, it's it's called the birther, which, it's which, called the birther controversy, and it's it's hogwash, and it was a big waste of the public's time and people all just kind of forgot about that and voted anyway. And I'm sure that a lot of people hadn't forgotten about that and voted because of that. And that's, oh, the, yeah. that's the part that I weep for. Um, so well, just know that I'll, if you're listening and you're one of those people out there first, thank you for listening. And I hope you do stay and become a less ignorant person. But, uh, oh, yeah. you know, if you are a birther, I, I am not on your side if you are a birther, no. but I would still defend your right to, exist and uh, breathe free air and, you know, love your loved ones and have, you know, decent shelter and, and all the other things that people can achieve. And, you know, uh, well, if they, you know, what, and some people can't, but I'm just saying, I don't want people to be denied the things they have and the nice things like, because they are birthers. It's just, it was such a colossal waste of time if it was, and it's never been proven one way or the other. And people just let that go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Um, Okay, so before we get to the fun stuff, and I, I always do this to Tyson, so I will apologize. Oh, that um, wasn't fun? I'm kidding. <laughs> no, 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 this is. Um, as I've always said before, like this was never, this show was never really meant 
never designed by no stretch of the imagination. Certainly when I conceived it, um, I had a very – so let's take a look. Can, can, may we take like a slight like walk back in time? Sure. Okay. Just just briefly. I promise I won't, I won't go into like a long rant about this. Um, so when I – two years ago, because now it's been two years – since we've been doing anti-social show. Okay. Um, when I conceived this show, um, the early conception definitely was not what the show evolved to be. And, oh. Uh, but, but let me get to that. Let me get to that. I'm certainly very happy that the show evolved the way it did to get to this point because I think from what I conceived uh, early on, um, definitely would not have been as great as what the show has been, as what the show turned into be in 2018. So with that being said, like I never, when I sat here and, and thought about this in the other part of this room, when I sat down and said, I want to do a podcast. Okay. And I definitely want Tyson to be involved. Um, the one thing that I was 100% sure of was like, I was never going to go political, like not talk about it. Nothing. However, <laughs> however, certain, yeah, Tyson's laughing. Um, however, I think certain, I think certain situations dictate, um, responses, you know what I'm saying? Like certain, certain things, uh, should dictate a slight change. Like sure. for example, anyone that has, a platform. So, and I'm not like, listen, I'm not saying like we have a big platform. I, I don't know how many people we have, we, you know, listen to us or if anyone like, you know, if we're making an impact on, on very much, but we certainly do have a small audience and hopefully it grows and becomes big. Um, it is my vision one day to like walk down the street and see somebody with an antisocial show shirt and just talk it up. Um, and it would be very exciting to me. That would be the reward to, to have someone say, hey, man, I listened to your show. It's great. Keep up the good work. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That would be my what makes me happy. This show is what makes me happy. So, But once in a while, I do get political because I think that while we have an audience, I think that we should try to uh, not like say, well, you have to vote this way or you know, don't listen to us. But I, I think I think if we can promote good once in a while, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, take the whole thing. Your sound is, trip, is, is, tapering, is tapering off. It's, it's getting harder and harder to understand what you're saying. And I had to, I had to say something so it wouldn't... Uh, so you, okay. You so, okay. Um, no, I'm saying, like, the whole birther thing. Oh, okay, yeah. It, it, you know, we, we should say something to the birthers. What boggles my mind? You sound good in now. And bog, what boggles my mind in 2018, okay, is that we did have a guy like Barack Obama, who had no scandals, you know, no black marks against his against his career, uh-huh. and but such hatred, such hatred towards a man who was like the the ideal vision of what a U.S. president should be. What it embodies, like what that whole office bodies. Dign- I mean, sure. But, Dignity? Like, did, did, yeah, I think so. I mean, sure. That's a big like, one. That's a big one. Yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, listen. It, 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 certainly not like 
number 45. Decorum. Every day you wake up and there's like a new scandal. Decorum is another one. It's another word that uh, should be in the office of the presidency. So, yes. So we had a dude who, who virtually had no scandals, nothing wrong, and people didn't like him for whatever reason. That, that's all. Now we can move on to the fun. I, I just wanted to make that quick point. Um, but what was just what was it though specifically though? Was something about the 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 difference between we'll having one it. person versus the other? Or what was? Well, think about it. Okay. Yeah. You're talking about the birthers, right? Mm-hmm. And you're talking about 45 who who claims that Barack Obama was not born in this country. He mm-hmm. had no right to be president. Um, I mean. At this point, they were just making up stuff that wasn't true. You know what I'm saying? And people were Don't paying like attention. Those were the only real scandals. Not true scandals, but those were the only true scandals that were really against Barack Obama. Like he smoked pot in high school. And yeah, I hear college. what you're saying. Those were yeah, those were pretty yeah. The main you know, scandal was one that was like fabricated. I mean, they do talk about like drones and things like that. You know, there's like there's uh, there's certain things. But it seemed like there was uh, I don't know I don't know you know it was everything seemed to be functioning smoothly maybe it just it yeah. wasn't, maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention I don't know. well I think I think we we all weren't because for the simple fact that we were safe uh, for a time you know I mean, we had a president who cared about our national safety seemed to you know and also seemed to. when he had to do like he had to talk to us about how hard things were going to be. He had a way of getting something across that didn't seem crass or condescending or sarcastic the way this current guy does. Correct. Like, there's no... Like, you know, he can't fake sincerity well. It's, it's you know, it's like one of these times we're going to see him say something. I mean, well, you know, when, he, when he's sincere is when he's telling reporters that their questions are stupid. That's yeah, that's because, that's that's a real him. That's be like you know, like he's like what a stupid question when somebody asked him if he was like hoping that somebody would take the heat off Robert Mueller or whatnot, and he just you know. But I I really hate talking about this stuff. Yeah, that's, that's why I said I just wanted to make that one quick point and then just no. Actually, let me clarify. Okay, it's not that I don't I hate talking about the stuff. I hate I hate talking about it on the podcast. Fair enough. I I, um, I I don't think that's what this podcast is, should be for. That is, but no. I, but I don't I don't know because actually I don't know. I'm really curious because you started off by saying this this was this show ended up differently mm-hmm. than you had imagined that it was going to be. What I'd like to know is what is what it was. What you thought it was going to be like because that sound that sounds fascinating uh, to me. Okay, yeah. so obviously my original. And I don't even honestly remember what my original intent was. Um, mm-hmm. But it certainly was not like – I didn't want to like jump on and, and talk about politics because that seems to be what everybody talks about. Certainly you should be – you know, certainly people should be informed, you know. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be – I mean there's so many political uh, soundcasts out there that I didn't want to be like – part of the norm for that you know what i'm saying i didn't want to be like the norm i mean everyone does comedy pod uh sound casts i I didn't i i I didn't want to be the norm put it that way Hmm. um i okay that's interesting 
the original, the original, the, <laughs> the original uh, idea was that there was going to be a segment where I just roasted people I didn't like to, to <laughs> for better stretch of the imagination. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I got you aboard, uh, when when Ethan from Combat Radio seemed highly interested, um, and, and and knowing what his audience was about, I wanted the show to be better than I envisioned. And I think that now the show is definitely to that level of of what that betterness is, what that what the show needs to be, uh, you know, needs to be at. So definitely not political, but. I mean, I noticed that a lot of people who don't normally talk about politics on on, on a pod on a, on a podcast soundcast do bring it up from time to time. So it's not that I want to sit here and and have like a political debate on on what's going on because certainly you and I are like minded in that area. We know what's going on. So this show is a way to get away from that for at least an hour. So theoretically, but theoretically. every once in a while. It does get brought up, and not intentionally, but it's it, it's it's so hard to avoid from time to time. It is hard. That's that's all I wanted to bring up. Like I didn't want to bring up like a whole political debate. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's perfectly you know it's it's valid. It's interesting. It makes me wonder like what like I don't know what if there is a common factor among. The people that do listen, like something that they don't, that they like. I don't know if, uh, you know, what people like in general about the show. I mean, I think we're doing, I think we're doing phenomenal because assuming that they like anything, I don't know what they like. I, you know, uh, it's, I would love to know. I mean, you know, we could, well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how, but I would love to know. Yeah. I would love to know. Before we move on to our next topic, which is uh, Tyson brought up my favorite movies. Oh, oh um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But my point to that was okay. I don't know. So, so therefore, I don't know if people would rather hear more politics or less politics, or if they're happy with the amount that do get brought up. Because well, that's think, the kind of input that I, it's like. I don't know how people feel about. It. I just know how I feel about. It. I think that if we. See, it goes back to that whole that whole conversation that we had quite a few episodes ago, and I don't even remember which one. Is that when you have something that just naturally like works, like you know something that's organic, which this is, why change it? You know what I mean? Like why sit there and say, okay, well, maybe like ten people out of twenty like politics. Are we really going to change like the entire show, you know, to appease ten people out of twenty? So that's ten people that like politics, ten people who don't. I would rather just assume go with the ten people who don't because, you know, we do live in a screwed up society apparently, and I want them to come to a place where they can just escape their minds. You know, yeah. maybe they like, like you know, like for example, maybe there's a person out there somewhere in, in Omaha that cleans their house and listens to the anti-social show while, you know, drinking a glass of wine and they want to listen to what movie we're going to talk about or, you know, some, something like that. And if, if it makes them happy, then believe me, it makes me happy. Um, right. 
So that this was like the whole idea of the show, basically, was just to escape your mind for an hour. You know, because for me, I, and I'm only speaking for myself, no matter how shitty my day is, mm-hmm. whenever I jump on and record, that's all out the door for at least one hour so, or two okay. hours. So in this, I, I hear what you're saying. So in this scenario where people are escaping their mind, who is escaping their mind? Is it you and I or the people who are listening? I think it would be you and I and whoever is like like-minded like us. Okay, so I you're mean, saying I certain, we're all escaping our right. mind. Correct. Okay. I would love And that's supposed I to be comforting love, though. Yeah, it's supposed to be comforting. That's the idea. Okay. So are we achieving that? I would certainly hope so. I mean, I know for for my personal experience for myself, again because until somebody speaks out and, and reaches out to us and says, hey, like, you know, you guys are doing that. Like, you, you guys are helping me to escape my life for at least an hour. And, and it's comforting, like hearing your voice, you know, hearing Hunter's voice or Tyson's voice. It, it's comforting. You know, for me, it's comforting. So I would definitely love to hear what the people like to listen to when we talk about stuff. You know, like, what do they like? What do they don't like? You know, that sort of thing. You know, maybe they like, you know, when we bring guests on and I whip their ass in that game I love so much. Dude, what? I'm what? telling you right now. Oh, the, the what now? What happened? I missed the very I'm last I'm telling thing. you right now. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you right now. Well, well, I'm what? getting the championship belt for that game that we play. We have guests on. Oh, the, uh, what do these mean words mean? Yes. I'm getting, I'm getting a championship belt made. And I'm going to put it over my shoulder and I'm going to do like WWE promotion to where, you know, like, I got this title right here. And if you want to take it from me, you better outthink me. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm going to hold the belt over you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, got I, was, I would have a $400 belt customized, made. And if somebody put my ass, I would definitely send them the belt. I'm like, okay, you're the champion now. But in my contract for this game, I deserve a rematch. Fair enough. But but I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I stepped into my green room and I was thinking about this. Hold on, hold on. Your 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 sound quality is decreased again. Okay. Uh, so here is the it's actually on Tyson's side, and he's trying stuttering, stuttering. I'm stuttering. No, it's, um, the, the feed is stuttering. It's I don't know why it does this. I don't know. It's like the power because it's it's just the it's just the sound coming off my iPad and coming through Skype. It is weird tonight. I don't. So, I mean, it's like it must be a like a. It's just a technology thing. Like, yeah. You know. Podcast gremlins. Yes, it's it is. Yeah, it's the podcast. It's the, the podcast gremlins. Those, okay, so you were asking. It looked like you were asking a question. Yes. So I was in my green room taking a break. Green room, okay. Which is basically outside. Um, so I had a very burning question in my mind because uh, uh, Tyson had brought up the fact that he watched the Halloween movies one through four this Halloween season. Yes. So I need to know if I'm the only one that's in a minority here. How did you feel about Halloween 3? That's like the biggest question. Oh, Halloween 3 season of the witch? Yes. Well, you know, it's I I enjoyed it. Um it's it's very different. 
uh, I understand it's the only, it's kind of a standalone episode, really, uh, of, as far as the movies go. It's it's self-contained because um, there's a, a whole thing about the, they were going to do an anthology of uh of Halloween themed films and uh, and it's the first one that didn't have um, Michael Myers in it and uh, you know it still did well yes he did have a cameo oh uh, yeah he did because in the world of Halloween 3 the movie Halloween exists yes which is bizarre it's like that's like Jaws 4 bizarre Yes, it is. It, it, I mean, it's very bizarre because he was in part one, and as you know, like, okay, the, the movie came out in 1978, so we all know, like, Dr. Loomis shot him, you know, off the balcony with the gun, and it, Jamie Lee Curtis was like, that's the boogeyman, and he's like, as a matter of fact, it, it was. was. <laughs> and then the movie ended, no, and then we get to part no, two. He's out there somewhere. Is is yeah. Michael Myers? Is I tell you, I didn't let him out. Is yeah. Is sorry. And then in part two, yeah, you know, he's like, you don't know what scary is, Mister. <laughs> and and Doctor Loomis is running away, and then like the cop shows up, and he's like, I shot him six times. I swear I... that guy, he's inhuman. And they drive away, and then of course, you know, they defeated. Michael Myers at the end of part two and then just part three. But I, you know what? It took me a long time to appreciate part three, but I really love part three. I, I thought it was like something different. Like maybe like in part three, like Michael Myers was like, as you know, like in part four, because you watched part four, like, you know, he was like in the, in the hospital, like all banished up and shit. So like maybe he was like resting, perhaps. Like that's why he wasn't in part three. He was resting for like part four. Well, no, in part three, it's established that he's a fictional character in a movie. No, oh, it's very well. See, now you just my whole theory. Well, oh, sorry, well, but well, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I was just trying to explain it to the people who don't like Halloween three. So I, I you Michael know, Myers. I mean, that's always been like my kind of like crazy, uh, bizarre theory. Like, I mean, because there's no other way to explain why mm. he's because think about this. The whole franchise, right? Yes. Only exists because of Michael Myers, right? Um, I mean, now, certainly. But, like, at the time when they were making it, you know, it was the, it was a, the first movie was a surprise hit. Right. Yeah, you because know, it was it was a B movie. Yeah, and it did really well, and it's like, and then they made it. They made this, the sequel, and it continued the story, like literally, right on the same night. You know, it's more of the same that, and uh, you know, it. It maybe they. I think they felt like it was a good a good ending spot, essentially. You know, and then like they thought they were going to try to do something else. So like, it did. It did turn out that when they brought back Michael Myers in the fourth movie, spoilers, but it's called the Return of Michael Myers. Um, that it revived the series for another couple of movies. But there was, like, gaps, you know? It wasn't like... Now, I had seen the Friday the 13th movies. Like, I've seen all of those. I've seen all the Friday movies and all the Jason movies. But until last week, I'd only ever seen two of the Halloween films. Uh, in my life. And one, I had seen Halloween 1 most. Like I, but I actually saw Season of the Witch first because it's not related to the... You know, to the storyline. So I figured, well, it doesn't matter when I see it if it's not related. So I, I saw that one first, and then you know, saw Halloween uh, one 
not long after that. But so, like, I hadn't seen Season of the Witch for a very long time, you know. And Laura had never seen it. And I now live very close to where most of the filming locations were for that that movie. Oh, sweet. Because I always thought, I always thought it was, like, in Illinois, where it was supposed well, to be. it's set in Illinois, yeah. But in, in – uh, well, the, well, the – okay, so the – the Mike Myers stuff, at least in the first, the first in the first four films, uh, one, two, and four, Haddonfield, Illinois, is where it's set. But um, in Halloween three, I'm not sure. I don't think it starts in Illinois. It might be, but it's but the town that they go to, where Silver Shamrock is, is uh, Santa Mira. Yes, California. It's California and Santa Mira, California, yes. is uh, it's Lolita, California, in real life. That's and they have a. <clears throat> Cheese factory now, does there. it look? Does it look like like the now when you're watching Halloween three season of the witch, right? Mm-hmm. They they do show parts of the town mm. that the factory is sitting in. Does does a real town look like that, or is there like variations? Yeah, of, like uh, the main building, the the silver shamrock, the, the 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 big red brick building with the thing on top with the big sign. Like the signage and the giant clover aren't there, but those buildings are there, and uh, they're in disuse right now. Because it's because uh, the movie came out in like '82, and mm-hmm. um, in fact, the cheese factory, the Lolita Cheese Factory, which is the other thing Lolita is known for, was established in 1982. So, in shots where you can see the building that would become the cheese factory, it's not the cheese factory yet, but it would be like right after that. So, and, I, and their cheese is well, lovely, by the way. We, we go there often to get to get to get Lolita cheese. That good that stuff. Just- that just that just brought up like an old memory that was fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah? Sorry, excuse my French for the f bomb, but that's all right. What were you saying? Um, okay. So, in answer to your question, there is a there is a <clears throat> video on uh, YouTube called "Halloween Three Filming Locations: A Trip to Santa Mira." It was uploaded by Xnocetem. That's what it looks like. E X N O C T E M, and it. It is. It shows the comparison from 2015. From so mm-hmm. so the shots it has shots from the movie, and he lines them up against uh, against footage that he's taken in I assume 2015. And uh, you can see the similarities and the differences. Like our stuff is become overgrown. So in answer to your question, uh, stuff is there. You know, they play with the geography a little bit, but not too much. Like, it's not, you okay. know, it's, it's a really, you know, it's location shooting. And so <laughs> stuff looks like stuff. <laughs> um, so, yes, what were you going to, what did you Okay, want? so I took six months to learn how to be a soundcaster because I wanted to, I wanted to be as professional as possible. Not professional because when I got paid for this shit, but I wanted to sound uh, as I wanted to sound great. Like I wanted like people to be engaged. I don't want like I didn't want people to think like oh they're just a couple of fucking riffraffs like screw them. Um, yeah, you, you know what I mean. So I, I took the six months to learn, and I was asking a ton of questions. I was watching videos on like what equipment I should use, and things like that. Right. So in the six months that I was learning this, I already considered myself as a soundcaster in training. So I remember driving home and I was listening to um, Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier on Smodcast and they were talking about cheese. Okay. Talking about cheese? And cheese, like different type of cheese. And they were talking about this one town where this cheese is made, right? Okay. And then Kevin Smith brought up government cheese. Oh, yeah. Now, 
right at the time he brought up government cheese, I pulled into the Chinese place to get dinner and I cut the uh, podcast off. I'm like, I'll listen to it later. So I got my food. I went home. And then I was, uh, before I ate, I, I, my ex, uh, fiance was on her break. So she Skyped me. And if Tyson will remember, she was supposed to be the third mic on the show at, at the time of conception. Yeah. Thankfully, she's not the third mic because she was supposed to be in the original conception of the show. It was supposed to be me, Tyson, third mic. Uh, right. Thankfully, it didn't happen that way. So she, she Skyped me, and I got thinking about government cheese. I'm like, well, what if we launched an episode to talk about cheese government cheese? Uh, Hunter just said, what if we launch an episode that's something about cheese, cheese, government cheese? <laughs> what if we talk about government cheese? Can you hear me? So you asked about, you know, you're, 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 yeah, what if we talked about government cheese? Yeah, right. we, I think this, this came up, do we have an episode called Government Cheese where you talk about this? We did, yeah, but I'm just rehashing it. Okay. Because cause you brought this up because it's funny now. Government so, cheese. Right. Right. So she's looking at me and she's like, what What? what the hell did you just say? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I was talking about government cheese, man. It's, it's government cheese. And she's like, she takes a drag of a cigarette. She's like, go talk to Tyson about government cheese. I'm on my break to talk to you. So. Oh. Right. Yeah. So what's <clears throat> funny about this is. I finally got back to the episode where uh, Kevin Smith is talking about government cheese the most. Scott Moe. And he had almost the identical conversation with his wife, Jennifer, where she was like, why are you talking to me about this? Go fucking talk to Scott Bushard about government cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was, just, it was just like a little funny uh, moment. Hey everyone, this is Ethan from Combat Radio. You know, one of the great literary works of art is A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Now you can get A Christmas Carol done by us, Combat Radio's very own version, with their epic cast of regulars, and you can help social services while you're at it. Go to cdbaby.com, enter Combat Radio Christmas 3, and bam, get yourself A Christmas Carol, featuring Carolyn Hennessy of True Blood, Ian Buchanan of Twin Peaks, Stuart Pankin of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and many other epic personalities. Have yourself a Christmas anytime you want it. Okay, so now let me explain. Sure. You've watched the Michael Myers movies one through four so far. I watched the Michael Myers movies one through four so far. One, two, okay. and four. Okay. You, you've seen all the Nightmare on Elm Streets? I have seen all the Nightmare on Elm Streets. And you've seen uh, the Jersey resident himself, Jason Voorhees, Friday the Thirteenth. Jason's from Jersey. I've seen He's all. Awesome. I've seen all of the Friday the Thirteenth movies they've made so far, including a remake. Who is your favorite slasher? Who is my favorite slasher? Out of those three, like who'd be like your favorite like slash, like your favorite like boogie? Well, I I, I cannot. I don't know if I can really judge it against the three. I'd have to really, you know, go by Freddy versus Jason because I haven't seen enough of Michael's development so far over the, you know, I haven't watched all the movies yet. Um, so I definitely I, do. I'm going to try to, um, but I, I thought um, my favorite 
I like Freddy. Um, though I, you know, it's, he's Freddy's well, scarier. Like Freddy is scarier, but well, Freddy was scarier before before Jason could teleport. <laughs> um, well, from the very uh, first uh, movie, Nightmare on Elm Street, we already knew that he was like the boogeyman of dreams. We just didn't know how he got that way, right? Right, or, or, right. Um, Freddy Krueger. Right, right, right. And he's definitely a badass, but like his story is so simplistic. I have not seen the remake of, of, Friday, of Nightmare on Elm Street, by the way. So Please don't. Please don't. I will eventually, but I haven't seen that one. Okay. But please don't. Um his story is so simplistic. Like it's, it's definitely like you've seen them all, right? Like you've seen them all. All of the, yeah. All the Freddies that, uh, it's, I, including Freddy versus Jason and new nightmare. So yeah, the original seven plus Freddy versus Jason. So it, to me, the story is simplistic. Like, you know, like he was like a child murderer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who somehow a bad guy, bad guy, bad dude. Got burned alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, came in contact with like dream gods who turned him into like the like the boogeyman of dreams. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not taking away from J- uh, uh, Freddy because I love Freddy. Um, right. But to me, <clears throat> I've always loved the, the story of Michael Myers because here's like a dude like that should be human, but is not entirely human. Mm. Yeah, we, and, it's hard to say what at, at this stage. Yeah, right. At this stage, it is. You're right, and I'm not going to give it away. But like, as as you see more of the movies, mm-hmm. you'll see like more. Like you'll kind of get like a feel of it. Like it, it starts to like it, it becomes more complex. I think. Oh, I'm like sure. oh, why okay. is like why is like it's like how did he become? You know, like a thing of evil because sure. that's what he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's you know what uh, I mean. He, yeah, what happened? There's like, a there's like a mystique behind it. We're talking about Michael Myers, correct? Okay. Well, so yeah, at some point we'll find out. Um, we don't have the uh, the next. Uh, let's see. I don't count the Rob Zombie ones because those I think exist in a separate timeline, and mm-hmm. I will I will see them eventually. So I'm not counting them out for because I don't want to see them. Uh, but in the Michael Myers films before this current one for Halloween 2018, which just came out. My, mm. my understanding is, is that there is the next one is called the revenge of Michael Myers, which would make it part five. And then six is the curse of Michael Myers. Mm. So that means Halloween. I love the curse of Michael Myers. Okay. Uh, so five and six were filmed, like were released like really close to each other. Uh, time, mm-hmm. time wise, I think, or no, 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 I'm sorry. Four and five were really close to each other. Uh, six took a little bit longer. Six was in like the mid nineties, and then Halloween H two O was in ninety eight, which is now twenty years ago. Yeah, believe it or not, um, I, uh, I remember when that came out too. And so, but that well, would be eight or seven. That's seven. Seven. Then Resurrection would be eight. Well, let me yeah. let me answer your question for this. Sure, sure. Um. When you when you talk about, you said that Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two was like in a separate time zone. As far uh, timeline, as far as I know, they, I, yes. as far as I know, they're standalone. They are because even though like his his first remake, mm-hmm. like the first Halloween remake, mm-hmm. he did. Yeah, yeah. parts sucked. Uh, 
he gave Michael Myers a backstory. Like he gave him like more of like what would it be like for him to be more human and then become what he became. And in, in a way that's good, but in a way it, it, it takes away from really the mystery, like really the mystery of what Michael Myers is. Mm. Cause before that, nobody really knew like why he became what he became. In other words, like, you know, you, you've seen part one, you know, like in the beginning, like he stabs his sister with the knife and he's like standing out there with the knife and like, yeah. he's just standing there not saying nothing for no apparent reason. Then, yeah. Of course, um, Dr. Loomis is like, he's evil. He must not get up ever. And uh-huh. they don't really say much beyond that. Mm-hmm. I love that about that. Like, I love the fact that like he, they kept it a mystery. Like, and they give like, they certainly like give like, much the imagination like you can like draw to your own conclusions on how and why he became like what he became so like hmm. you know, like as the movies evolved okay okay he certainly like gave like hints to why he became like the ultimate evil because that's it's like a breaking storm something he's about like, ultimate evil and a breaking storm no, no. he's like the, a raging storm oh. evil. Okay, yeah. Oh. So when you don't explain something, the mystery is so much better because you, uh, you can draw from your own conclusions. Sure, yeah. What would you have imagined was the reason why he was the way he was? If you if you hadn't had a reason, like, or would you imagine it? It's just like he just suddenly turned bad one day, or I mean, what would be the is it the, does the mystery seem the mystery makes it seem more supernatural to me? Whereas like yeah. like the idea that there might be an explanation. I mean, I hear what you're saying. It is interesting, and I like that that could be a thing. I'm just I'm, well, personally, I'm thinking that if I had a reason, if I knew, I think that it, to humanize this, you know, to give him a backstory, then it's kind of like a. I don't know what the backstory is, but I assume he had a troubled childhood. Not at all. Not at all. I think no, not at all. I think um, he didn't. Okay, so. He didn't? We know he was locked away. After he killed his sister. Right. For 15 years, he was locked away. In the original movie. Or- in the original movies, right. Yes. Um, in one of the movies, it mentioned, like, you know, there were, like, voices telling him to, to kill his sister. Oh. And, uh... Might not be... I it's probably like, not one I've seen yet. It was, like, the voices, it was, like, an alignment of the stars... Um, oh, that sounds... It had something to do with paganism. Oh, Sam Hain um, or someone or Sam Hain, right. Yeah, yeah. So, with all those factors in there, maybe, like, when he was locked away, like, maybe that's when the true evil started, like, to take him over. And, like, the, the more he sat there, like, you know, not saying nothing, kind of, like, staring past the walls, through the walls, as Dr. Obama said. Mm. Maybe that's, like, when the, like, the more supernatural part of it took over. And the less human he became, like being locked in that room by himself. So it's like That's he's possessed like, by demons or something. Maybe, or maybe like he or just demons. shed his, you know, his, his humanity. Maybe like he found a way to do that. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll have to continue watching the films and see how it develops. You know, it's uh it's a long time coming, and I got to get those out of the way because I probably won't have time to watch very many horror films um, while I'm attempting to, uh, you know, be a dad. 
has got to kind of. Yeah, you never know, dude. Yeah, I but mean, I, I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm not, you know, it's like I don't know if I want to have that headspace while I'm trying to, uh, you know, uh, nurture a human being, and you know, I, I might want to keep everything kind of light and positive as best as possible. <laughs> might I suggest one thing though? Sure. If when your when your kid is of age and you want to introduce him to horror movies. Mm-hmm. My suggested choice is uh, Night of the Living Dead. Oh, interesting. No, well, actually, take that back. I love Night of the Living Dead, but I would introduce him to the old monster movies. Dracula, Frankenstein, you know, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, oh. things like that. Yeah. You can't beat the classics. I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't see a lot of those when I was a kid. Um, mm. I saw I think more ghost stories than in things with monsters, for the most part. That was what I was allowed to watch. Um, so I got to see, like, you know, I mean, like, if Disney made a spooky movie, then I would see that. You know, that would be something that was available because they were releasing a lot of uh, of um, Disney's films on on home video when I was a kid. So like I got to see things like the watcher in the woods or, uh, okay. or something wicked this way comes, you know, that was a great movie, dude. Yeah. So, I mean like stuff like that, that's more like, you know, spooky, supernatural kind of, you know, those, you know, yeah, so not this- a lot of monster movies and not, not, uh, you know, I didn't get monster movies till later. Like, in, I think, yeah, the first time I saw Dracula was, uh, in my teens. Frankenstein was like, a, there's a truncated version on television that I saw part of, you know. I uh, didn't really get to see these full versions of things till much later in life. And I've still never seen The Creature from the Black Lagoon all the way through. Speaking of Creature from uh, the Black Lagoon, right? Mm-hmm. I remember I was in, I want to say, fifth? Was it fourth or fifth grade? No, I think it might have been fifth, right? Mm. I went to the library, like the school library, and... There in the library was a book that I I for I can't even remember why I wanted this book, but I wanted the book. I and you know I, I rented it. Mm-hmm. I wanted the book, and it was uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, um, and there was like scenes and stuff like that from the movie. Oh, cool! Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like reading it, and I'm like looking at the the scenes and stuff, and I'm like, this is so cool, like because it was I, I knew like right then and there was based on a movie. So I asked my dad, his blockbuster was around in those days. I'm like, Dad, can you can you rent this movie? And I, I remember him renting it, and I'm like watching it, and I'm like, this is like the coolest thing on the planet. It was like, and prior to that, I've always been like, I, I, I obviously I knew about Dracula, the original Dracula, uh, certainly the Wolfman. I watched Wolfman with my dad, you know, prior to that. Um, definitely. Uh, Frankenstein. My mom loves Frankenstein. I love Frankenstein. So, but to, to be introduced to a new character that's part of those characters was completely phenomenal. And it, it's definitely like, if you're going to be a horror movie fan, right, mm-hmm. you definitely have to have an appreciation for those type of movies first. Like, definitely sit down, watch Dracula, watch Frankenstein, watch The Wolfman, um, and, and definitely, because that's where it all came from. Like everything we watch today came from those movies. Um, sure, yeah. 
So definitely that's what I would recommend. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Blob. Oh, The Blob, yeah. <laughs> with Steve McQueen. Yes, the original Blob with Steve McQueen. I do like the 80s remake, but definitely, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve McQueen. See, this, I, yeah, yeah. What's sad? I got to see that. I think it was PG-13. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's why I got to see it. Didn't get what's that. sad is, is that really like our generation has been like the last generation that been has has been exposed to the old uh, uh, monster movies. So the so mm. if we can like introduce our kids to those monster movies, it just lives on. How many millennials do you know? So I can't name very few can actually sit down and say, I love uh the old Dracula movie or, or Frankenstein or, you know, I don't, I don't know any. I mean, I don't know very many people, so it's uh well, neither do I, but I'm just saying in, in, I in know, general, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a right. figurative question or not, it's not, it's not a rhetorical question. What is it? It's not, you're not literally asking me, you're asking the audience at large. Right. I, mean, is, I don't know. Cause I don't know very many people, so I don't know what millennials are like. Well, I, unfortunately I do. And I can tell you right now, there's not too many millennials who would sit down and watch an old black and white monster movie because it doesn't about blood or you know, there's no tits. What's the age range on millennials that we're thinking of? Like here, uh, there's like t- people who are like in their early twenties or yeah, okay, yeah. early twenties, late twenties, twenty-five, twenty-seven, right? Yeah, no, any. I don't think I really. Uh, Cassandra, Cassandra's, a, I guess, a millennial. Uh, Cassandra Cardenas, she was on, her, on uh, did an episode of the show. We should get her back on. Should have her on with you sometime. Yes, definitely. Listen to you two go back and forth. That should be fun. That would be great. Um, um but definitely, like, um, like I grew up watching the Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, with Rod oh, Sterling. Sure, yeah, the Twilight Zone. That's, see, that's that's the another thing. Yeah, because like they couldn't show t- stuff too terrible on television. I, whatever I was being shielded from, uh, the Twilight Zone was generally. If it was on TV, it was probably safe, especially if it was older television. Stuff that my folks oh, yeah. watched. They but you know, see, they're, they're careful the about beauty. what I watched. That's the beauty of it. Like as I get older, I really realize that when you're watching like these old like movies, TV shows, like they definitely like force your imagination to see what wasn't there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you never saw Dracula like, you know, like, grow a pair of fangs and, like, sink them into somebody and watch, like, you know, blood streaks running down their neck. You know, you, that's what your imagination was for. Like, you never saw, like, somebody, like, kill somebody. Like, the old, like, um, Psycho. Like, you never saw, like, the the original Psycho. You saw, like, the, the shower scene, like, where, you know, when she opens up the shower and, like, you know, yeah, you yeah, never free, saw... Free, free, free. Yeah, but you never saw the knife penetrate Nope. All you saw was like Hershey's syrup going down the drain, and yeah, that was like black because it was black and white. But it, it forced your imagination to really think, like, okay, like what is going on there? Right. That was like, great. That was like the imagination at work. Like now, it's like you see like a knife in a movie, like penetrating someone's skin. And it's like there's no room for imagination. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. It's just horror. Good. And don't get me wrong. Man. I love. I love art. Like one of my favorites of all time is it's it's uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser, yeah, that's got some great um, makeup in it. But that's one of the things that got me into horror movies. What was it? You looked like you were trying to say something. You didn't come through the mic. Oh no, no, no. 
one of my favorite scenes of Hellraiser is like, it's Uncle Frank. Come to Daddy. Come to Uncle Frank. And he like which uh like flips out the uh, switchblade and shit. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fangoria, Fangoria magazine. Yes, I love Fangoria. Which so yeah, I finally got to see. I finally got to see the ninety uh, six version of Island of Doctor Moreau again. Got it off Amazon. <coughs> nice. Great, great uh, special effects makeup in that movie. Just, just absolutely, dude. Fantastic, uh, Stan Winston stuff. Like you know, but the movies, movies actually better than I remember. I mean, it's I don't remember poorly, but I mean, like I've heard people, you know, it's been on how did this get made is a thing. I've heard people talking about it. I've seen the documentary about how hard it was to get this film made. Uh, it was is called, that the '70s version? No, the '96 uh, version with Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando. I didn't see that one. Yeah, that's that one's crazy, and also David Thewlis is in it, which is hilarious. And Faruza Balk. I remember. And Nelson De La Rosa, the smallest man in the world. I remember watching the the, the 70s version of, of that movie. Yes, we talked about this. Um, yes, and I, I felt so bad for that dude because he, he had, like, the hottest chick on the island, and he's, like, rowing away, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, things are going to be perfect now. And then she starts to, like beast out and stuff and he like he finds out like, she's not a person and I'm like this guy just can't get cut a break was her what was her what was her name <clears throat> I don't I don't remember was it Aisa no don't hold me to it it might be okay I'll look it up later I'll probably see this movie I think it's on Amazon <coughs> I, I, I actually I, it is on Amazon I want to go back and watch all the way to the original yeah but if you get a chance have you seen this island this Lost Souls documentary yet no, yeah, it's great. It's on Amazon. It's called Lost Souls: The Doomed. Uh, it's got a long title. Hold on. Uh, okay. Lost Soul. Okay, it's called Lost Soul. It's from 2014. It's called Lost Soul: colon, The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Doctor Moreau. Okay. It's 2014, and it's about. Okay, so it's it's directed by David Gregory. Um, it covers. Richard Stanley's experiences while while he conceived and developed the project, as well as his time as director for the 1996 film The Island of Dr. Moreau, and the aftermath of his departure and the effect it had on the cast, crew, and overall film. Ah, so, now is that uh, is that included on Amazon Prime? That is on Amazon Prime currently, or at least it I'll was. Uh, it is definitely worth looking at if you're into uh, his you know film history and how things can go wrong and how personalities could be in conflict and uh, the odd challenge that was apparently Marlon Brando <laughs> as far as... Uh, Who's a phenomenal actor. Great actor. Uh, apparently very yeah. difficult to work with, reportedly. Many sources saying, you know, saying difficult to work with. You know with. who's a difficult actor to work with? No. Aside from um, Marlon Brando? Yeah, I assume it's somebody else, but yeah. Yes. Oh, crap. I don't, think I, ever, I, but... I don't know. I've never worked with an actor. Um, <laughs> Neither have I. Um, why am I drunk and blanket? Hold on, I, I, I gotta, I gotta Google this. Sorry, everybody. Hold on one second. It's fine, fine. Bruce Willis. Oh yes, according to yes, according to Kevin Smith. Cop yes. out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. A film that was also uh, called A Couple of Dicks at one point. Mm-hmm. But I will say this though, even though Marlon Brando 
I've never met the man. Obviously, he's long past now for a, a bit. Um, a couple of years. Decade, yeah, it's whatever. been a bit. It's been a bit. I don't know yeah. if it's been a decade, but it's been a bit. But he's such a powerful actor, okay, as far as I'm concerned, that he's like the dude where if you liked him in one movie, right? Uh-huh. You might be open to watch movies that are uh, like Tyson's uh, uh, Awesome Wife's uh, Gamer Station, uh, Gaming Outside My Comfort Zone, um, which you should go check out immediately. Um, But it also forces you to maybe watch movies outside your normal comfort zone. Case in point, Marlon Brando. I loved him in Godfather, so I watched Apocalypse Now. And oh yeah, it's a great movie. I would never normally have watched that movie otherwise, but because he was in it, I loved it. Hmm. He, because he gave such a, a, a phenomenal per, uh, performance, you know, and that's why I, I watched it because of that reason. Like, there's been a couple movies like I watched with uh, James Gandolfini that I would normally never watch. Like, I would never even give that movie a second thought, but I'm like, okay, well, he's in it. Maybe it's good, so I'll watch it. And it's like, I could either like it, or, okay, maybe I don't like this particular movie he's in because I don't like this particular movie, but... Right. Like, with Marlon Brando, I didn't dislike Apocalypse Now. I thought that was a great movie, and I normally never have watched it had he not been in it. It's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting film. Uh, the type of oh, yeah. I, I wanted dope. to wanted to clarify real quick. Uh, Marlon Brando actually has been has been has been passed longer than a decade. He passed away in two thousand four at the uh, age, at the age of eighty. And um, the documentary so that came out ten years later, four years ago. Anyway, yeah. So he's a phenomenal actor, dude. Was yes, powerful. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, yeah, he was difficult to work with. I mean, I've never worked with him. I never will, obviously. Um, right, right. No, he's always but, always great to watch. Like, you know, he was even yeah, he was even good in Island of Doctor Moreau, and it was, uh, you know, it's just yeah. it's just such a it's a, I don't know it's 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 just movie making sounds like an intensely frustrating experience, <laughs> but you know, well, but it's supposed to be rewarding ultimately, I guess. I mean, you know. And for some people, it's just a job. I don't know. It's if I can give somebody else a compliment and a plug. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Doing this, um, it would be Davy and Dent Ooh. from Strange Times. Oh, yeah. So if I can steal a line from him real quick, and I hope that Tyson does. I mean, I, I do give Tyson a hard time with cursing, and I've been trying to 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 G-rate my, my vocabulary, which is, you know, sometimes – not so hard to do. Um, if, but if I can call, but if I, if, if I can say that Christian or, or, or who's the dude that played Batman? Christian Bale. Who's it? Uh, Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I can say he's a bit of a twat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's, a, he's a bit of a twat, but playing, uh, 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 Bruce Wayne. Phenomenal. Sure. I may not agree with like his Batman, <laughs> but like I can certainly uh, like you know the Dark Knight trilogy. I, I can certainly like him as Bruce Wayne. I don't have to like him as as Batman because he's a bit of a twat. And the reason why I think he, he's a bit of a twat is 
he was very rude and mean, supposedly to the people he was he was doing the movie with, like with the not the actors, but like the the people on set. Really? In oh yeah, during the making of the Batman was, movies. Oh yeah, like he cursed. Like I heard he cursed somebody out once because they hmm. they screwed up his his scene when you know filming and stuff. And maybe that's fake. Maybe it's, it's, maybe that's like all you know fake crap. But I mean, I can like I can see it though. Like I can see him getting upset and butt hurt for somebody making a mistake. Sure. But I also can't get past the fact. Uh, and, and I will say this: he was phenomenal. In American Psycho. So given the fact that he was running down the hallway in a pair of sneakers and a chainsaw going with his junk swinging around, I just can't get past that fact that he did that. So given the fact that he was American Psycho first and then Batman later, I just can't get past the fact that he was American Psycho first and Batman later. So given that, given that, I can't. I, I I can't see him as Batman. I just really can't, and he's a bit of a twat. Interesting. If you want to, if you want to add a, a broader uh, picture of your uh, Christian Bale film watching, uh, to not just kind of for not just the contrast between Batman and uh, his character from American Psycho, you may also want to add into the mix uh, Velvet Goldmine and yes. and Empire of the Sun. Well, that's the thing, dude. He was phenomenal in American Psycho. So and I, I, think I saw it once. Whole, thought it was pretty good. I, I don't remember it that well, but I did enjoy the, his performance, yeah. I think overall he's a very phenomenal actor. A bit of a twat, <laughs> but a phenomenal actor. A bit of a twat. But here's the thing. Here, And maybe I'm getting crazy with this, but there are certain things you don't do when you accept the cape and cow, in my opinion. Okay? Okay. So... The cape and cowl, says Hunter. Right. Batman. Yes, Batman. Unfortunately, this is where I can't... I can't separate person from character. I can't accept... I can't separate Batman from actor. Okay. You put that Batman suit on... In real life, you better be one hell of a fucking decent human being. But, but, also given the fact, you better not have, like, some crazy-ass roles prior to you putting that fucking cape and cow on. Okay? Like, for example, hypothetical, let's say I was a porno actor. Okay. Okay? Sure. Like, exclusively, exclusively porn. Right. Okay. And then someone someone came to me and said, "Hey man, do you want to be Batman?" <laughs> right? Yeah. No. Really? Why not? Really? Yeah. No. It's because. A, yeah. I think it's because in, in my own private myth- mythology, I hold Batman at such a high regard. Yeah. That if I wasn't pure to that. I couldn't be Batman. So if I was boning a hundred chicks in a porno film, mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't be Batman because it would just be too fucking, be too fucking funny. Because think about this: it's just bizarre. I see myself as Batman. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I yeah. see myself as Batman. 
And then all I'm going to really see is me just being in a bat suit boning a hundred checks. Okay. All right. No, yeah, I, I just know what you're saying. I, it's, it's funny trying to imagine the idea that, like... I be, do. I, I can't help it. Because it's like, I don't know. I mean, it's... Dude, I, I, like, trust me. Like, all right. No, I mean, I, I know I'm not. I'm just really trying to process it because I understand what you're saying. But I'm like, you know, I'm going, I'm, you know, I'm doing all my devil, ad, devil advocacy in my head thinking about it. Going like, well, are there any porn stars that could be Batman? And, you know, no? or, and, and, but I'm, yeah, and none that I can think of. I mean, maybe ones I won't name. Okay. But, okay. And then the other way around is like, yeah, but then. Jason Momo. Yeah. Is Aquaman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guy from Game of Thrones and other stuff. Yes. He's done Conan. some fucked up shit. Sorry again, Tyson. He's done some messed up stuff uh-huh. in Game of Thrones. Sure. Okay. No, I'm serious. Like some really messed up stuff. In the show? But for some but for some reason, I don't have a problem with him being Aquaman. Oh, wow. Oh, he was also Conan. Maybe it's, maybe it's because I don't really like Aquaman Ooh. as much as I love Batman. So to me, if you're going to put on the cape and cowl, you know. So you have different standards for Aquaman than you would for Batman. I don't care about Aquaman. Aquaman can like can not exist as far as I'm concerned. Batman for me is is I, I don't know how to explain it. But you're talking like, about think, you're talking about mainstream audience Batman. You're you're like you're talking about like like. Like Michael Keaton's Batman, you know, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale. I'm talking about, like, the very pure essence of Batman, dude. Like, forget who played him. Forget, like, you know, the oh. movies. I'm talking, like, the very essence of Batman. Dude. Like, I'm talking about what, like, what Batman represents. Like, the very hardcore, true fan of Batman. Like, Well, what does he if, represent? If, okay. He's a very dark character, yes. obviously. Yeah. Okay. It's the Dark Knight, some would say. He's dark. He took... All his bad stuff uh-huh. in his life. It's all his bad stuff. And he put it behind a symbol of a bat to basically punish evil. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, in fact, you know, like the very darkest parts of my life, miserable, sad, whatever, I've always just like, threw it behind Batman like that would be probably the reason why I love Batman so much because he you know he he's the very essence of like justice like he took all his bad stuff right and just avenged it so if I was going to take all my bad stuff turn it into Batman avenge it he's like a shield he's like my hero he's like the guy that like just comes out of the sky and just like, I'm, I'm Batman. You know what I mean? Right. So, so the person who me, portraying him couldn't be a porn star. Couldn't have been yeah. a porn star in the past. Right. The, exactly. So if I was a porn star, I couldn't be Batman. That's all I'm saying. But also, nobody else who was a porn star could be Batman. Right. Is what you're saying. No. Okay. Right. Unless you're Lehman Nelson. Because Lehman Nelson? He wasn't a porn star, but... Have you ever listened to uh, Have you ever listened to Hollywood Babylon? Liam Neeson. Lehman, right? Him. Yeah, I know you meant, but I like I like that Liam Neeson became Lehman Nelson. I don't know. 
whatever. I didn't even know if I was thinking about. It. I'm like, is Lehman even a name? Like, I knew a Chris Lehman, but that was a last name. And also, there's Ly- I Lyman. Think, I honestly think he could play like an older Batman, Bruce Wayne. Who? Oh, Liam Neeson? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you know, he was in one of those Batman movies. I mean, think about it, dude. Nice. Think about this. Yeah, he played. Um, he played Ra's al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Spoilers for uh, Batman Begins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, me. That's just to me. I mean, I'm not doing this. Like, what? I'm sorry. Say that again. Ben Affleck touched a boob inappropriately, and then like his whole future of Batman was like in question. Is that what happened? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. I saw it. I read it on Facebook, so it must be true. Right, but I mean, like, I, it's just not news that came across my my radar at any point. Is all I'm saying. Like, the 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 point though is, dude, is like, okay, I went to Indiana. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Back in March, a year ago. Oh, okay. I went to 20, this guy's backyard. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Okay. I went to this guy's backyard who had a very large collection privately Marvel DC stuff a museum that he he basically in his backyard okay okay in the museum he has Adam West's cape and cowl full batman suit that Adam West actually touched uh-huh if you could have felt the power of this thing just emanating like I couldn't even touch it it was like almost like I was like before Jesus interesting you know what I mean like I was not worthy like I was like bound like I'm not worthy but to me that's what like Batman represents fair enough so if you're a dirty scumbag don't ever put that on because I'll just kick you not not literally I'll just kick you all right. Don't you just love audience how like, our conversations go from like Michael Myers to like this long, like winded explanation of me loving Batman? That's 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 really what anti social is all about. And God bless Tyson for putting up with my shit mm-hmm. as long as he has. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't put it that way. I, I think it's you know, it's you're my friend. I enjoy having conversations with you. Um, Absolutely love our conversations, dude. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, think about that. I want you to think about this. <sighs> yeah. Without killing your head, mm. but think how many people are on Twitter, and for you and I to find each other, uh, and it's like big sync. Well, yeah, it's, it's social. Possible. It's social media. Well, yeah, but here's the thing about social media. There's so many personalities, right? So many weird people. Like, to find somebody like you absolutely can positively, like, form a bond with, like, a friendship with is, like, you know, you know like, you and I have never met in person. Right, right. Here's the thing. But I consider you one of, like, one of my best friends. So... And we've never met in person, so it, it, you know, 
but I'm, I'm seeing you like right now, I'm seeing your video and like, you know, you've, you know, you've talked for many years and, and so it, it's crazy like that. So I have like no doubt in my mind that when I fly my butt out to California to actually meet you, is, is there's not going to be like any nervousness whatsoever. Good. <laughs> that's just processing that. I'm thinking about it. That's happening. That's what? That's happening. Oh, okay. He's like, oh, no, dude. I would love to uh, take another trip out to Cal, and I would love to uh, actually like hang out there with Tyson Zane. How how long has it been since you've been to California? Oh, uh, shoot! I want to say I want to say I was out there in two thousand six. No. It was either like 2005 or 2006. Ways ago. Yeah. Well, that about does it for Antisocial Show. I'm Tyson Saner. And I'm Crazy Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Have a good time, folks.